We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. That's right, Jan. Scott, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would you make the point of saying someone's not a genius? Do you think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. Hello everyone and welcome to the greatest moments in the history of forever. A podcast about our favorite things in pop culture. My name is Zach. And I'm Matt. And we'll be your tour guides. Episode 1, D2, The Mighty Ducks. Released in 1994, this sequel to Disney's The Mighty Ducks saw our heroes return and unite with new team members to form Team USA and compete at the Junior Goodwill Games. Coach Gordon Bombay is back in charge, hoping to lead his team past the fearful juggernaut of Team Iceland and to gold medal glory. So Matt, why did we pick D2, The Mighty Ducks, to start out our podcast? Well, for one, I've seen it more than I've seen any other movie. (laughs) (laughs) And? It's great. Yeah, I mean, I think... uh, it holds a special place in the hearts of people our age <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> at least a couple of them. Yeah. At least some, pe- like in our minds, I remember, uh, what did you refer to? Uh, I-, I think you referred a to a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. You referred to it as a phenomenon. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, some people might think it's a little strange that we're starting out with a sequel to a movie. Some but people might find it a little less than a phenomenon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what is there to say about uh, D2? Um, well, it's definitely one of the best sequels of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, definitely. And one of the probably the more like realistic... Uh, por- portrayals of sports in film that I can think of, at <laughs> <Yeah>. least. Um. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like... They do, like, up everything from the first movie, for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, you're not from Pittsburgh originally, right. but um, I think the first movie definitely coincided with ho- hockey being at like an all-time peak in Pittsburgh um, because of winning the Stanley Cup in 91 and 92. And, you know, I was... I, I just remember me and my friends being very into hockey in grade school. Yeah, I was too. And, you know, these movies, you know, were great. Yeah. And my sister, who's a few years younger than me, probably closer in age to you, um, she watched this movie on VHS every single day of at least one summer vacation <laughs> that I can that remember. <laughs> All right, so let's just uh, dive right into it. Let's get right into the heart of D2. 
so you know we start off we got to reunite the uh the ducks from the first movie who were not the most skilled hockey players but are now being thrust into representing the country at the junior goodwill games yeah i mean it's a little absurd that to think that a the team usa will be decided by uh, like the guy who runs a sportswear <laughs> company, hockey, yeah. Mr. Tibbles, and that B he would just let one single peewee team from Minnesota <laughs> basically eighty percent of the roster. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's talk about a the people left off the roster from D one, including Carp, Carp, the legendary Carp, who was a big fat chud <laughs> who you know i don't know what famous for using the head to using his head to stop the puck <laughs> um and then you know little pete from pete and pete yeah also and, and left his off sister the squad. tammy the figure skater yeah um some would say that tammy started the divas revolution <laughs> yeah i mean I, I, i'm thinking she's got to be pretty pissed that they were you know put another figure skater on the team yeah let's speaking of the new figure skater let's just why don't you list off some of the new people uniting with our ducks for d2 well we we, you know going off that we have olympic figure skater kenny Wu, who as mr tibbles put it put a stick in his hands and no one was able to touch him it is weird though because you would think they might have someone who knows how to play hockey. And also weird that Mr. Tibbles would be thinking about touching him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is a bit of a creep. Um, for Yeah, did we make it clear that Mr. Tibbles is the Hendricks hockey guy who's yeah. putting, who's kind of in charge of the team in a weird way? <laughs> Endorsing sportswear and picking the players. Yeah. Um, and then we have Dean Portman, who's a goon. The enforcer. Roughly... 45 years old <laughs> <laughs> seemingly a little bit older than the some of the other kids on the team yeah. um luis mendoza miami florida <laughs> the the uh, latino who can't stop but is lightning fast right which we brought up the point before where wouldn't it be better to have someone slightly less fast who knows how to stop yeah, but he wouldn't. That person wouldn't be as memorable of a character. That's true. They wanted everyone to be unique enough to distinguish themselves. <laughs> well, Luis Mendoza also Benny the Jet from The Sandlot. Yeah, I mean, really, kind of just like uh, multi-talented. Yeah, like a a two-sport star, <laughs> really dominating the landscape of our childhoods. <laughs> Um, and then we had Julie the Cat Gaffney, the uh, female goalie. Shutdown goalie from Bangor, Maine. Who, even at a young age, I think I was 11 when this came out, I even thought, like, right away, like, well, Julie the Cat seems, like, better than Goldberg. Goldberg was literally afraid of the puck in the first movie. <laughs> yeah. And also... Even when he got good, it wasn't... That good. Yeah. And he also, you know, was talking about moving to Philadelphia, which he never did. Right, but still sports Philly gear. Yeah. Times. Um, and then we have who was the last one? Dwayne Robertson, Austin, Texas. That's yeah. The stick handler. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, definitely a like you a lot know, of hockey in Texas and and Miami. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So a motley crew of new ducks uh, joining the roster. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't exactly get along right away, but you know, with some special coaching from Coach Bombay, they're able to pull it together and become a team. Yeah, I mean, there's not really, like, a whole lot to say about D2 as far as, like, oh, we're going to get into, like, a really uh, in-depth discussion about, like, symbolism and metaphor and... (laughs) Speak for yourself. (laughs) A lot of, like, uh, traditional sports tropes, uh, kids' movie tropes in this, um, you know some fart humor uh <laughs> seemingly like the the way to make a a youth hockey team good is to not actually practice hockey it's right. to you know play games on the ice <laughs> and also like tie the entire team up and get them all to skate in the same direction <laughs> it looked incredibly dangerous when they fall yeah um is there anything else we need to say about the roster i mean I mean, I think this podcast, and this probably will apply for future episodes as well, uh, this podcast will probably work better if you've seen what we're talking about, or at least are pretty familiar with it. Because if not, I mean, we're not really going to explain every single thing about it or go through every detail. I mean, we're going to kind of make some assumptions. Interesting choice to download, though, if you haven't seen D2. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine anyone is going to listen to this. Well, no. But, <laughs> but um, or if they, you know, did download it, I'm sure they've turned it off by now. Hopefully. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're assuming that anyone listening might at least be somewhat familiar with the original Ducks, so we don't really need to go through them person by person at this point. No, but if you want us to. Email in. <laughs> <laughs> email in to the email address we don't have. Um, okay. So so then we meet uh, their tutor, which is an interesting point, Miss McKay. Uh, so, seemingly, we're on summer vacation as we see that it's summer. <laughs> yeah, they start out in Minnesota, and it's very bright and sunny. Averman's working Everyone, at the movie theater. Everyone's wearing shorts. Yeah, people are working their summer jobs. And yet the team has a tutor. Unexplained as to why, really. For the two-week period that this tournament (laughs) seemingly would take place over. Um, Which, you know, this is... uh, This this is like a part of the movie that leads to some interesting exchanges. Um between you know the team and miss mckay their tutor (laughs) well unclear what the curriculum is for this two-week period but they spend time going over the origins of olympic games and miss mckay is uh played by the actress catherine urbe from stir of echoes (laughs) from stir of echoes and uh law and order criminal intent um she becomes like intricately involved in the inner workings of the ducks, uh, seemingly unafraid to 
if not voice her displeasure in some of Coach Bombay's decisions, at least make <laughs> Wear a face. It on her face. <laughs> <laughs> She's always got that sour look on her face yeah, whenever so different things are happening. Like, you know, when Hendricks Hockey introduces uh, the new jerseys to the team, uh, the red, white, and blue that say Hendricks Hockey on them. Uh, Charlie, uh, a holdover, a mainstay from D1, uh, is kind of disappointed <laughs> the that they captain. won't be, you know, wearing the Ducks colors or <laughs> the Ducks logo. The like, as if he has no idea what, you know... Stunned. <laughs> you know, like, what people wear in the Olympics or, you know, in this case, Goodwill Games. Um, <laughs> and she's right there to back him up with yeah. a sour face and a sigh of displeasure. <laughs> as if it's any of her business at all. <laughs> why she would care. Or why she wouldn't be like... Charlie, dude. what are the ducks? <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? And then she like looks over at Bombay and Hendricks and she's like, did you seriously just take one peewee team and make that team USA? Am I the only one who sees an issue with that? Um, yeah, you'd think there'd be like a committee or something that would be in charge of deciding yeah. who would represent a country for something like this. Right. And even if they were like, all right, Bombay, you get to pick some of your ducks. You know, Adam Banks makes sense. He was the best player. Charlie was the captain. But it's like, Averman? This goof <laughs> that, like, can't... <laughs> they <seem> Goldberg? Like... <laughs> yeah, he was afraid of the puck a year ago. Uh, you know, as with the case in... Uh, D1, sometimes it's kind of hard to tell who plays what position. Yeah. Uh, a couple of players are definitely forwards, like Charlie, Gee, Adam Banks. But, like... Averman's a center. Yeah, it's who's <laughs> playing defense. It's never really clear. Well, Fulton takes that shot from the blue line, so I always assumed him. Yeah. But other than him, I don't yeah. know if there's anyone that's guaranteed. I mean, in the first movie, you had Carp, probably. <laughs> And maybe like little Pete. Well, they were just like carp, go stay in there. But um, anyway, uh, so Miss McKay becomes like a central figure throughout the film, <laughs> yet really serves no real purpose. No, it's really just kind of an annoyance, <laughs> as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> so, um. What else? We're introduced uh, to the Iceland chick. Okay, so as I mentioned at the in the intro to the show, um, for whatever reason, I, I it's I, I'm not sure what the thought process was here. The writer of the film decided that the main villains of the movie, <laughs> yeah. the evil team that was unbeatable. Known uh, for their great hockey team. <laughs> similarly to Team Russia in like the 1980 Olympics, which, you know, I can't help but think was a big influence on this project, yes. uh, is Team Iceland. <laughs> I'm not sure a single, I mean, I'm. this is just off the top of my head, but I'm not sure a single professional hockey player has ever come from Iceland. <laughs> I don't really even know if they compete in the Olympics in hockey or anything. It's really, as far as I know, they don't even play hockey in Iceland. I don't know. I mean, maybe they do, but... <laughs> Team Canada is seemingly nowhere to be found in the tournament. Right. 
Russia is in it, but they're just a joke. Um, Italy is in it. <laughs> Trinidad, Tobago. Trinidad and Tobago. Germany. Um, I don't even. I don't know if they really get into any other opponents or not. Mm-hmm. But um, so <clears throat> Team Iceland is coached by a former NHL player who Stanson Wolf the Dentist Stanson, <laughs> <laughs> who only played one year in the league and was run out of the country apparently because <laughs> they kick you out of the u.s if you punch too many players in the nhl um and he has a uh lovely little uh team trainer vixen yeah a little blonde icelandic tart <laughs> <laughs> who catches the eye of uh coach bombay yeah gordon th- uh he, he has a problem a re- a reoccurring problem with kind of like it's like he's a nice guy at heart but like when certain things start going his way he gets a little ahead of himself a little cocky a little arrogant yeah and uh everything's you know every, team usa is cruising right from the get-go and i mean he can't help but you know want to enjoy some of the spoils of victory and yeah. you know if that just happens to be <laughs> The, tra- <laughs> the trainer of Team Iceland, <laughs> you know, including creating his own shoe, the Air Bombay Loafer. <laughs> um, and this leads to uh, him and the trainer, uh, which I'm not even sure if we ever get her name or not. Uh, yeah, Wolf says something in Icelandic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but like, uh, they go out on a date and. Fulton Reed and Dean Portman out just enjoying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hitting on babes on the streets with sweet lines like, hey, ladies, nice night for a stroll, wouldn't you say? <laughs> <laughs> um, They see them on this date, which leads to them confronting him after they are destroyed by Team Iceland, presumably the next day. Right. And the team, you know, really turning their back on coach bombay not unlike what they did in the first movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah very similar to what happens in the first film it's like this team's loyalty to you know a guy who had brought them all along (laughs) to the goodwill games (laughs) even though a lot of them didn't deserve it and had led them to victory only the year previous according to the movie's timeline uh against the unbeatable hawks they, you know, the Hawks not represented on Team USA. No, um, just like a, really shitty kids, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah, really unappreciative. I mean, God forbid, Coach Bombay wants to get like a piece of ass while he's out <laughs> in Los Angeles. I mean, you know, he's like still relatively young. Well, this topic too, it's like one of the big mysteries of the movie. Which, like, is this thing with the Iceland chick a work or a shoot? (laughs) (laughs) Well, work or a shoot, the finish is the same. Um, Yeah, it's unclear if it's a setup to distract Coach Bombay. I'm leaning towards that it is. It feels like it is, but they don't really pay it off. No, there's no payoff. You know, obviously, in a movie like this, there'll be some redemption and Coach Bombay will come to his senses. But when he does, there's no... We never really hear from the Icelandic trainer. Yeah. She's just kind of she out of the picture like, at that point. What, you buy me ice cream and don't call me? <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I let you do things to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Cameron Diaz in Vanilla Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think just because of her not following up with Coach Bombay that it has to be something that was set up by Wolf the Dennis Stanson because yeah. it just conveniently coincides with them about to play Team Iceland and then get destroyed. Like just right. as a plot device, it happens. But he does right have then. that change of attitudes shortly after that. So yeah, but no, I'm with you. They could have. There might have been a a, a scene left on the cutting room floor where <laughs> that got flushed out a little yeah. bit more. Maybe you know it was a little bit too much for the PG rating. Deleted scenes not featured on the uh, D one and D two combo DVD pack that I got. <laughs> yeah, pretty bare bones <laughs> DVD <laughs> <Yeah>. release. <laughs> I was hoping for a gag reel with, you know, Connie and Julie the cat just cursing up a storm <laughs> <laughs> okay um so uh part of uh, part of team U- usa's uh comeback story after getting thrashed in their <laughs> game against team iceland is they meet a uh a street gang basically <laughs> that plays roller hockey a southern california street hockey gang <laughs> yeah who may or may not actually be better than team usa <laughs> yeah. it's kind of they pl- they challenge team usa into a game of roller hockey and seem to be better than them for most of it yeah i mean it's like a, a coaching session yeah i mean again it's kind of unclear if these kids are supposed to be older than team usa or not i don't know well but... they must be because uh russ tyler is supposed to be their age and it's like his older brother keenan thompson yeah yeah, and but, he'll he'll eventually end up on Team USA. <laughs> yeah, but which he'll factor heavily into the uh, end of the movie, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I hate to like make it all about race, but I mean, I just <laughs> I have a hard time wrapping my mind around like these inner city uh, black kids just being so into hockey and. <laughs> you know just playing it all the time and schooling <laughs> team <laughs> usa it's just it, it's a bit of a reach i think on the screenwriter's part yeah. <laughs> teaching them how they will defeat the unbeatable team iceland so you know obviously this like kind of coincides with uh coach bombay's wake up call um right which takes place while he's you know ditching out on a game where they're facing elimination right and again you know miss mckay and gets herself inserted into the story (laughs) goes through a transformation to become coach mckay yeah um lots of hijinks like that (laughs) a lot lots of things that you know yeah well we throughout the movie we see heavy heavy media coverage of team usa it seems very public knowledge that most people in the U.S. know who Team USA is and know who Coach Bombay is, including some old ladies at an upscale clothing store in Beverly Hills. So the fact that this ref, <laughs> they se- they act like they're deceiving this ref that, you know, Miss McKay is actually their coach. Right. I mean, just to set the scene, um, after the Iceland game, Coach Bombay goes nuts. 
uh, starts making they they call him Coach Blood be, or Captain Blood because he makes them do all these wind sprints on the, the ice. Most creative and, bunch. <laughs> and you know he needs like a wake up call. What's his face back from Minnesota comes out <laughs> that old Jan. that old ghoul. <laughs> That old geezer, as Wolf so insultingly <laughs> refers to him as later, eliciting gasps from Team USA. <laughs> he comes out to confront Coach Bombay. He, you know, goes out rollerblading by himself like a total tool. <laughs> yeah, wrapping that knee up. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, part of his, you know, returning to regular Coach Bombay means missing out on the next game like he just doesn't show up and then that's when <laughs> yeah. miss mckay which would be the game that they're facing elimination right it's double elimination they've already lost if they lose this game they're out coach bombay despite the fact that he's kind of on the comeback trail as a character just you know doesn't deem it important enough to show up on time <laughs> <laughs> and then makes a huge scene when he does come in yeah. And they're like, look at this pompous ass. <laughs> Just qua- using like a duck call thing. The whole like little arena that they're in gets quiet yeah. and it's just like horrified by yeah. this drunken idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Those loyal ducks gather at center ice to discuss whether or not they should allow him to be the coach again. <laughs> and they're pretty indignant towards it. But, you know, eventually he wins them over. They hold off their elimination, and Team Iceland loses, which sets the stage <laughs> yeah, for the grand which finale. Which briefly on a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, a lot of voiceover from, like, a commentator, which you could only surmise would be, like, radio or TV shows about Team USA, even when they're not playing. <laughs> um, in addition to national television coverage yes. and uh, everything else. <laughs> I definitely remember watching tons of Junior Goodwill <laughs> yeah. games all, all throughout the years. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes it, it seems like the screenwriter may have thought that we lived in Canada or somewhere where people actually gave a shit about <laughs> hockey in 1994 yeah. as, you know, the NHL was headed into a, a lockout, <laughs> a lost season, no Stanley Cup winner or whatever. Um, anyway, so... We're headed into that big final game, and I mean, what can you even say about it? Pretty emotional. (laughs) Starts off with the return of Adam Banks, who's, you know, made of glass and constantly injured, but... Yeah, you know, some people refer to him as, like, the Bo Bennett. Rick DiPietro. (laughs) Rick DiPietro. Yeah, so... Again, you know, getting blown out a little bit. Uh, Start to lose their composure. We got penalties happening all over the ice. Some wildness in the second period. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Our figure skater, Kenny Wu, has picked up a few tricks from the street gang, decides to drop the gloves. Yeah. With a goalie, of all things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It should be mentioned that the team – the players on Team Iceland seem roughly five to seven years older than the players on Team USA. Yeah. Much bigger. Height. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There could have been some roiding going on. Or they yeah. could have just been five years older. Definitely, you know, a PED scandal going on <laughs> yeah, at the H-G-H. Junior Goodwill Games. Um, 
So we go into uh, let's just pick it up like right at the second intermission break. We're heading into the locker room after <laughs> uh Dwayne Robertson has brought his rope onto the ice and roped one of the uh lassoed one of the uh Icelandic players um which led to a penalty 2 minutes for roping. Seemingly, you know, at that point leading to four people being in the penalty box. Yeah. Um you know, leaving Roughly six people left to play for the team. Yeah, that w- that's something we didn't really mention. The roster seems a little small. <laughs> yeah, a little slim. <laughs> so they have to have a inspiring speech from Coach Bombay, which concludes with everyone saying their <laughs> name and up. where they're from. Yeah. For some reason, I don't. I'm not clear on it's what a real that meant. Galvanizing experience. And that old geezer brings out the uh, Anaheim Mighty Duck jerseys, which yeah. they're now going to, you know, change into and wear out for the third period. Yeah. An ostentatious move. <laughs> uh, Wolf the Dennis Stanson summing it up perfectly with, come on, ref, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Um, so the Ducks, of course, fight their way back and uh, score – on um a couple of weird trick plays yeah not that difficult to mount a comeback i mean it takes charlie drawing up a play where they just flick the puck all the way up in the air across the ice alley-oop yeah um i think connie scores a goal yeah i mean kenny Wu scores a goal kenny Wu like probably second or third in the tournament and yeah goal scored i would say um, but it's still coming down to the end and they're still down a goal. Right. And now here's where things get good. <laughs> Leading to <laughs> see Keenan Thompson, uh, known as Russ Tyler in the movie, <laughs> uh, joined the team when Adam Banks was injured and because he had a certain skill, even when Adam Banks comes back, he remains on the team as captain, Charlie Conway gives up his spot for Russ to since remain on the stinks. team. stinks. Yeah, since he's a complete failure. <laughs> yeah, his own teammates call him Spazway in the first movie. So, he has a, or Russ has a trick shot called the knuckle puck. <laughs> One of the Which more a lot of sense. famous uh, plays in Mighty Ducks lore. And seemingly an unstoppable shot where he... Puts the puck on edge and shoots it, and it flutters around like a knuckleball from baseball. He mentions at one point that it's hard to be accurate, but... Seemingly never misses the net <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Yeah. Um, the shooting percentage for the <laughs> for Team USA, really high. Yeah. Um, so, <sighs> Wolf the Dentist, him being the uh, strategist yeah. that he is, is well prepared and... Make sure his players know when Russ Tyler's on the ice. Every time Russ comes onto the ice, three Iceland dudes tackle him into the wall, which is not interference. <laughs> no, the penalty system in the Goodwill games is kind of hard to figure out. <laughs> um, and But it's just like, theoretically, if you're using three dudes to take out one guy, I mean, that should leave, like, a lot of open looks for Team USA. I mean, Well, you know, Russ Tyler's a glory hog. You know, true. he's a shooter, <laughs> yeah. not a playmaker. <laughs> that's true. Um, 
So sensing that time is running out and they, for whatever reason, have decided that Russ Tyler is their only hope, Coach Bombay calls a timeout with, uh, I don't know, a minute and something remaining. I don't know. Everyone comes into the picture, circles around the bench. And we, you know, the camera cuts away, so we don't really know what's happening. We don't know what the plan is. Yeah. We're, the audience is in just as much suspense as the fans in the arena and Team Iceland. The fans worldwide that are tuning in. Correct. And um, <laughs> so we come out of the break. Uh, they're, they're, sure, they're, they're careful not to let us know, you know, which players are on the ice. We don't really get a good look at what's going on. Um, the... Ducks win the puck and win the face off and take it back. Take it back in their own end and time start skating running out. Around. <laughs> yeah. We've got you know about thirty seconds left in the game, and all of a sudden they start moving up the ice and almost immediately <laughs> drop the puck back to Goldberg, who is <laughs> skating out of the ice, skating down the ice as their goalie, and he doesn't even really make it out of their own zone before. <laughs> Peeling off his goalie mask to, to reveal, reveal <laughs> it's actually Russ Tyler. Wait, it's not Goldberg. It's Russ. <laughs> so <laughs> he grabs somebody, passes him a regular as stick. Wolf yells, "The goalie!" Someone passes him a regular stick, gets the puck from about three quarters of the way down the uh, <laughs> ice, <laughs> just. Fires off a knuckle puck from at least like a hundred feet away. <laughs> it goes fluttering all over the place at a high rate of speed. The goalie's <laughs> unable to track it. Back of the net as time expires. Tie game. So we're going to overtime. Oh wait, no, we're not <laughs> going to overtime. Shootout. Straight into a shootout because that happens all the time. Um, the shootout stinks i mean there's really not a lot to say about it and for me at it's least until the last goes. shooter i mean i was always a fan of like well yeah i mean the last shooter for the ducks is adam banks and he has that moment where he looks over to the bench to the assurances of coach bombay charlie and a nodding coach mckay yeah i mean Come on, lady. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> what are you doing on the bench? You're a tutor. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Coach McKay really just like the Sandusky of Team <laughs> USA, which, I mean, oh, to be yeah. fair, <laughs> would be great. But <laughs> um, So, Banks scores, um, not to win, but no. to keep the Ducks ahead as the last shooter for Team Iceland is going to go. now. The leading scorer in the tournament. Yeah, this is a little bit different from how these kind of movies traditionally end. Usually they'd want to give the glory to a shooter, right? Uh, as they did in D1, where Charlie has a penalty shot to end the game against the Hawks, and yeah. he scores. Um. Not the case here as we take a oft-overlooked character, Julie the Cat, and thrust her into the spotlight. You see, she's got the quick glove. Yes. 
and Gunnar Stahl <laughs> likes to go fun- glove side. <laughs> yeah, finally has started to do some scouting of his own and knows that Gunnar Stahl, Gunnar Stahl's move is triple D glove side, which like apparently a lot of these, you know, great goal scorers aren't that creative because the triple D seems to be all of their moves, which is just faking three times. And then shooting. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, it, Gunnar Stahl's version of the triple deke is basically to carry the puck for three seconds, stop right inside the blue line, and fire a slap shot, which is what he does. Um, so Julie the Cat, who had not played a single minute, she had been put into a ga- into the first game against Team ejected Iceland and immediately. ejected immediately for punching two guys or something. But so she's making her debut really. Yeah. I guess, like, since it's the shootout, she officially played zero minutes <laughs> right. for Team USA. Yeah. Um, they even do make it a point at one at, at at one point in the movie to have her visit Coach Bombay to ask for playing time, and he him telling her she's going to get her. Citing shot. how she left her team in Maine, I don't think Maine hockey teams are playing in July. <laughs> yeah, a lot of they play fast and loose with the calendar <laughs> in this one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, plus, well, she, she, it's only two weeks, Julie. Yeah. Relax. I mean, if you're so good, you'll just walk right back into the yeah. team and be the goalie. Obviously, Gordon ignoring the incredulous tone of the commentator when he says, I don't know about this move by Bombay. Yeah, it brings in a cold goalie who has seen zero action, who at least you could be like, well, maybe in practice she's really impressed them. Well, their practices are a joke. They <laughs> yeah. don't even have anybody shooting they on goal. Lasso. <laughs> so Goldberg's out. Julie's in. Gunnar Stahl comes down, fires his slap shot from seemingly very far away. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, <laughs> which is not a legal shot in the shootout, I don't believe. Yeah, because he does come to a complete stop. Right. Um. I mean, you can shoot a slap shot, but you yeah, can be yeah, in motion. Right, yeah. So anyway, uh, there's a hilarious, awkward, long moment of no one in the arena reacting after the shot is fired. There's complete silence. Seemingly, the commentators, Team USA, Team Iceland, the Julie fans. the cat. <laughs> no, I mean, she's just cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd take that. Her but hand Gunner, does no one, shake. No one knows where the puck is. Now, let me point this out here. It's a shootout. In order for it to count as a goal, it has to go in the net. <laughs> they know that it didn't go in the net. Now... The big reveal, obviously, is Julie flipping the puck out of her glove to the applause of everyone. Yeah. But it shouldn't matter whether or not it's in her glove. (laughs) Right. The puck could be, you know, in her cooch, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. Game over. I mean... It it should be clear to everyone. The puck could have evaporated into nothing. It doesn't matter where the puck is. It didn't go in the net. The game is over. (laughs) And yet... A good 10 seconds of silence as people are so stunned, I guess, by Bombay's coaching decisions that they don't know how to react to what they're seeing. Their minds are so blown. Um, and so Team USA wins, and then we see some geese flying in the well, sky. We get, a lot of, we, we get a lot of Icelandic face turns at the end. Gunner, yeah. Gunner with that look of disappointment, but Julia the Cat, the good sport that she is. Nice shot. 
Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell if she's being bitchy or just, you know. (laughs) The two would later go on to date (laughs) in D3. Yeah, I mean. When Gunner becomes an upperclassman at the prep school. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) D3 is an abortion and we shouldn't even mention it. (laughs) But anyway, so. That's, you know, that's pretty much your whole thing there. They go back and they celebrate and. uh, (laughs) Play an electric guitar in the woods. Yeah, I Top mean, guy fail. we I think like you know as since we've t- seen this movie a couple times now together and talked about it plenty of times <laughs> at length, <laughs> we know that you know this is a Disney movie and Disney wasn't exactly putting out quality things that weren't cartoons. <laughs> I mean, this movie is just oh. ridiculous. <laughs> I mean. We love it, yeah. and I, I, I think a lot of people do, and there's definitely some nostalgia there watching it, and it's completely, like, harmless. I mean, it's not like it's offensively bad or anything, but, I mean, there are, like, so many just just sloppiness going on in this movie. Yeah, I mean, one big takeaway, inline skating pretty big thing in the 90s <laughs> yeah you think it's gonna come back no <laughs> well i mean everything probably will yeah, come back true. at some point i think people some like uh, you know ironic well, yeah, hipsters I mean, are probably you, well, I think rollerblading that's around happening, yeah but i mean at the level that <laughs> i don't know i mean they need like they need something big to happen in the nhl to get people back into hockey and then as a result roller hockey <laughs> i mean Remember, there was like a roller hockey, a professional roller hockey league for a little while. I don't remember that. Well, <laughs> you should, because it was great. <laughs> um, So, I don't know, any final thoughts or takeaways from D2, the Mighty Ducks? Um, Still waiting on D4. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it'll happen eventually. <laughs> I mean, what is Emilio Estevez doing? <laughs> I think the question will be whether or not they do it as like a remake or they do it as a fourth movie, like a sequel. Maybe they could yeah. bring back Joshua Jackson to be the coach. To and, be the coach, and That's then Emilio Charlie, Estevez can be the old geezer, <laughs> <laughs> and he can just be like my brother has AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> He's like I wound up in Palookaville, Minnesota, shoveling snow and sharpening skates. Um. Yeah, maybe I should have made a Charlie Sheen has AIDS joke already, but whatever. Um, cut it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that, but we won't. Um, so anyway, this has been the the debut, the very first episode of The Greatest Moments it's all in the History here. of Forever. Hopefully, you know, I think, you know, we'll find our rhythm as we go along. We have a lot of great uh, topics to cover um all over the map they're not all going to be like kids movies or (laughs) things from our childhood it's going to be all kinds of stuff i mean we have a wide variety of things in mind and then you know we'll always be thinking of new things (laughs) (laughs) you know episodes that we'll never get to yeah um so anything else we need to say no so just you know wherever you found this podcast you'll find 
our future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Unclear yet. <laughs> Unclear yet as to where that will be. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll end up on iTunes or something. Uh, probably not. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you'll be able to get it through <laughs> iTunes. I don't know if you'll be able to find it through <laughs> iTunes. Uh, you know, and then I think, like, maybe we'll even eventually... And I know, like, <laughs> every time I bring this up, you are just horrified. But <laughs> eventually we'll get, like, a little bit of a social media presence and all that stuff but we're still just like figuring it out i mean it took us forever just to get you know the equipment to do a podcast live podcast at open mic <laughs> yeah maybe we'll have some live podcasts for our fans <laughs> um so yeah i'm zach and i'm matt and this has been the greatest moments in the history of forever <laughs>